I'm Dr. Jessica Bennett, and this is Season 3 of the Mindful Literacy Podcast. This podcast is created to build awareness for our nonprofit, Mindful Literacy Columbus. This season, we will hear from guests on topics related to teaching and learning. Many of the conversations are for parents and teachers and focus on the areas of literacy education and special education. However, this season, I will also be turning the mic over to several of my favorite teachers, my students. Adolescence is a tumultuous time, and I have had the honor and the privilege this year of sitting next to some pretty amazing teenagers who are intelligent, open, honest, mature, compassionate, and empathetic. We will listen in as two high school students explore their inner desires with career and college planning expert Aaron Green of In the College Planning Experts. We will also hear from a pretty insightful rising ninth grader who gets open and honest about friendship, family relationships, and growing up with ADHD. The mission of Mindful Literacy Columbus is to provide one-on-one and small group literacy tutoring to children with dyslexia or who are at risk for reading failure. It is our vision to create a center where children can have access to high quality, affordable tutoring no matter what. In our mind's eye, this center would also be a place where adults can study our language together and where parents can find support. Listener support is paramount how much we are able to support kids in our community. Thank you so much for your support. I have an announcement about our first annual Mindful Literacy Columbus Conference, which is happening October 12th, 2021 at Otterbein University in Westerville, Ohio. Virtual seats are also available. I want to give a huge thanks to our sponsor, Midwest Educational Therapist and Associates of Ohio, aka Meta Ohio. So grab your teacher buddies and grab a seat. Executive functioning, practical strategies for maximum growth. Learn strategies for building the big three executive functions in literacy, math, and social emotional development. Literacy sessions will be focused on how to teach kids who have working memory and processing speed challenges, for whom traditional Orton-Gillingham has not fully worked. Structured word inquiry and orthographic linguistics will be discussed in depth. Sessions will be organized into elementary, middle, and upper level strands in a workshop style so that you can walk away with tools, techniques, and deliverables to implement in your teaching practice immediately. The keynote address will be by Julianne Ash, who is a board-certified educational therapist and is the founder of Meta Ohio. Lunch is provided during a parent and professional panel. It's going to be super fun. As I said, this conference is taking place in person at Otterbein University or online. Registration is now open at mindfulliteracypractice.org forward slash conference forward slash. Listeners of this podcast can use code PODCAST10, in all caps, for 10% off early bird or regular registration. I'm really looking forward to seeing you there. If you would like more information about the conference, please send me a message on Facebook or Instagram. You can also email me, Dr. Bennett, at mindfulliteracypractice.org. That's D-R-B-E-N-N-E-T-T at mindfulliteracypractice.org. 
and our Instagram handle is at mindful.literacy.cbus and on Facebook we are mindful.literacy.columbus. Thanks again for your support and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Mindful Literacy Podcast. Okay, Mindful Literacy Podcast is back within the College Planning Experts with Aaron Green. Hey, Dr. Bennett, how's it going again? Great. I'm just really happy that we're sitting here with one of my students, Megan, who's a junior, and she and I have been studying for the SAT. And again, I, you know, digging into her brain, figuring out what's your why? Why are we doing, why are we taking this test? What do you want to what do you want to study? Where do you want to go for college? And so she and I have actually done a lot of work together before I even met you, Erin. And I'm, as soon as I met you, I was like, oh my goodness, I wish Megan <laughs> had met you. I'm so, so here we are. And, um, you know, Megan, when I first met her, was thinking she wanted to be a dental hygienist. And then a couple of weeks later, she'd come back and say, I think I want to go into sales. So she has, um, she's really great. You know, I'll let her tell you about herself and I'll let you do your magic with her, but I'm interested to see how things pan out because I think she and I kind of went at it backwards. I think I had asked her, well, where do you want to go to college? She laid out her colleges. We looked into them to see if they'd be a good match, see if they had, you know, hygiene, hygienist and sales programs. And then, but now that I've met you, I know there's way more to this process and, um, I'm, I'm excited to see how this, how your whiteboard turns out for Megan. So I'll, I'll mute myself and let you do your thing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, uh, in, in, so Megan, you're a junior getting ready to plan yep. for college, like most of you guys are at this particular point. Um, we, and it sounds like you guys have hit on this too, which is really cool because it's, it's this concept of understanding college and what it is. And we tend to come at it from this perspective, like, oh, let's identify the schools first. And then we figure out what we want to study. No, truthfully, you have to figure out what you want to study and then find the schools. Exactly. Because it doesn't make any sense to go with it. It's kind of like saying like, oh, I want this house. It only has one bedroom and one bath, but I have four kids. You know, yeah. like it's, 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 you have to make sure that the parts really align first to see what you're in the criteria to see what you're looking for. And a lot of that starts with the career development side and understanding, and I'm, I'm going to be pointing to this on the, on the wall, but understanding the way we like to think of it is how do I get the best return on value for education, which is understanding career-wise, which way am I pointed? What is it that I want to really get into? Okay. And that takes months to do. And this is why we actually like to start with our kids, honestly, as juniors. Mm-hmm. So we can really get a good understanding of that. We're going to really do that today. Then we can find the schools that do it best. You throw in the money to make sure it's kind of accurately cost because there's no reason to overspend for it. And then you make sure the fit's right because you have to be comfortable where you are. Mm-hmm. You put all those pieces together, and that's actually how we can find the schools that actively make sense. But it really does start with you yeah and where your interests really lie and how we put that together all right so figure we dive into that today yep and mind you this is how we do this every day like this is no different than i know we're doing this over podcast so playing against the fourth wall here but this is something legitimately when we bring students in or work with them this is literally how the whole thing starts so with that it's really about understanding this question of like what do you want to do with your life future girls majors which is a wrong question yeah we ask that all the time how do you feel about that question honestly it's just too specific like I don't I have no idea what I want to do with my life right there's so many different options it's exactly it Mm -hmm. it, it, it's this question that's like what are you going to do for the next 40 years of your life I don't know (laughs) right and 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 the thing is as I was telling another student like everything changes Mm -hmm. um I actually have a mechanical engineering degree and I specialize in judge mechanics and I do college planning 
Yeah, that's so different. Like, it, you wouldn't expect that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The thing that didn't go, and this is actually something you can really, really hold on to, is that my core principles still stay the same. I'm still more analytical, more process-driven. But the construct around it, the work world around it, is a thing that shifts. Okay. So when you're asked that question, nobody means ill. Nobody's trying to put you in a bad spot. But what you're actually being asked to do is to state two things. First is know thyself, which I fully expect you to know. The other is know what the outside work world looks like. You're 16 or 17? 17. You're 17. There's no way I expect you to know what the outside work mm -hmm. world looks like. So the question at this point shouldn't be, what do you want to do with your life? Because your goals majors. The question should be more, what do you want to affect? What turns your motive? What really gets you going? Where do your interests lie? Mm -hmm. So let me, uh, we'll start with this actually in this way. Um, we'll actually start with a broad way of thinking about this. So like, let me write up here as a good example, like college. And create this big circle of things to do. Because on average, and this is this is honestly a true stat, there's 4,500 schools in this country. Each one with an average of 200 majors. That is literally the choice you're dealing with, with college. Wow. I'm not kidding. Like, that is not an overdramatization. That's actually the truth. So when we take something as simple as, like, OSU, and, like, let's say this is Ohio State, there's 177 majors in this bubble. In no way, shape, or form do you start with that. Yeah. We'd never, in our process, we'd never give you a book of 177 majors that here you go. Mm -hmm. um, what you actually want to start with are careers and how they merge with your interests. So when I say there's 177 majors in this bubble, mm -hmm. yeah, but interestingly, and it's going to sound nuts, but I'm back to up. there are actually only five things you can actively go to college for. Truthfully, that is it. There are only five. The five fields are, the first one I should say is my background, which is technical, which is more engineering, architecture, art science, math, computer, IT, a little bit of design. The second category is business, which actually has three different sides. On one part, we have a very math-heavy side, mm -hmm. which is more accounting, finance, actual science. On the other end, you have the creative end, which is more marketing, graphic design, visual communication, public relations. A lot more right brain, a lot more artistic adaptation being brought. And then we have this tech wing, which is more data analytics and data analyzation. Um, thanks to social media, this has exploded. Really taken off. Okay. The third area are the liberal arts degrees. And this is where we find all the academic disciplines. This is where you find psychology, sociology, music, fine art, political science, even base level bio or chem. Degrees that have done on their own take a while, meaning they require master's degrees or above, mm -hmm. advanced degrees in order to work. Typically better pair with other things, but can be done on their own. Just take a little bit. Fourth is health, which is a much bigger field than it used to be. That used to be you just go to school and become a doctor or nurse and call it a day. Well, the health industry actively try and diversify, a lot of things are broken off from those ranks and become their own specializations. So we have like allied health, allied medical, rehabilitation service degrees, where you can go off and get bachelor's degrees that are fully board certified now. Mm -hmm. Basically, go to school four years and you're great. You're off in your specialty field quite well. Plus, not to mention like optometry, dentistry, pharmacy. It's a lot of flexibility there. And then the last field is education. Whether or not you go into teaching, education policy and leadership, or education reform. That's it. That's crazy how you can break it down into five out of everything. <laughs> Literally, that's the, the wild, the wildest thing is that actually everything fits firmly into these. Mm -hmm. The next step is to be able to take your interest and start pairing it back with us. So we're gonna do this for you, but I'm walk you through a quick example so you can see how this okay. plays out. So actually I'm gonna use a kid who just graduated from college last year. Um, mind you, when you're in our process, we're with you through undergrad. Okay. Because 
those are the match goals in the end. Like everybody thinks that getting into college is the main goal. It's not. Getting out of college is the main goal. Yeah. <laughs> like you got to make sure that like job place for me, starting salaries, those are the things. Mm-hmm. Um, but this kid started with us as a junior, so pretty much where you are now. And of course, the first question is, what do you think about for school? And she said she really wanted to go to school to study psychology. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Firmly here in the little arts category. So my next questioner has to be this. Do you want to be in school six to eight years? And she said, absolutely not. Yeah. Because <laughs> if that's the case, if that indeed is the case, then the reality is this. Do not go to school as a psychologist by itself. Because truthfully today, it's a worthless bachelor's degree on its own. Mm-hmm. For this reason. 20 years ago, you could go to college wherever you wanted. And you were fine with life. The bachelor's degree was the entry level for so long. That's why brand identity makes sense. That's why we're all familiar with things like Harvard, Cornell, High State, Penn State, Stanford. Because it was more about the pedigree of the university then, not the degree itself. We do not exist in that economy anymore. Now it's about the, the skill set. What are you bringing out to market? With a master's degree above in psych, you're doing great. But with a bachelor's degree by itself, no skill set. Yeah. What's happening here for her, though, is that she's a junior in high school. She hasn't had an exposure to the outside work world yet. Mm-hmm. So what she's doing is taking a term that she's heard every day and associating with her interests. So really when she says psych, really what she's trying to say is that I want to work more socially and collaboratively with others. Mm-hmm. Well, that could lead down two roads. That could lead down more of a nursing, counseling, health arena, or collaborative problem-solving business environment. Well, let's just take the rest of her interests. She doesn't get an end at psych. Most of us work this kid. Turns out she was really creative. She excelled at graphic design, had a really good attitude for business, and she had a sport. She wanted to keep building, she wanted to keep playing volleyball. Okay. Part of the experience. Next step though is to be able to go through these five and say what you're not. Because again, this is a vetting process. It's about actually getting rid of things. Mm-hmm. So in her case, she knew she wasn't technical, so we can take that off. Business? Yeah, particularly on its creative slant. Liberal arts, she didn't want to be in school that long. Mm-hmm. Health. She had a lot of nurses in her family, so she did get a lot of patient care experience pretty early on. That wasn't for her. And she knew she didn't want to go to teaching, so we can take that off too. So finally, we can get to jobs slash majors. Now, where most students slip up in this, especially for the ones that I'm sure you've heard are like, I'm absolutely going to do this when I go to college. What's happening there is that they're taking one line item of their interest and sliding it over here to their major. Well, the reality is you're all of this. Mm-hmm. You're a bit of all these interests. And here's the deal about jobs, majors, and career paths. They're never ever one thing. They're multiple traits. They're multiple mixtures of multiple things. None of us ever would tell, her, tell you our job the exact same thing every, 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 every day. Mm-hmm. What you do is you take 10% of this and 20% of that and 30% of this. You bling together, throw it against the wall, and you see what you get. Yeah. Just like people. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, if I were to take psychology plus creativity plus business, throwing graphic design for a little flavor, toss it all in this business creative category, what do I get? What do you think? Psychology plus creativity plus business, touch of graphic design, author, but this is creative. Mm, I have no idea. I'll tell you. You get marketing. This is marketing. Yeah, because you're being interactive and creative. Does that make sense? Yep. The best definition I've ever read for marketing is psychology studying people and how best to sell to them. Oh. Which is everything she's talking about right here. 
all thrown into career field that actively goes to work. You can actually use in the open market. Mm -hmm. Next step for this kid is exposure, 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 researching the heck out of marketing programs. And typically, we start to rock about four, five, or six of these, which is exactly where we're going to jump into now. Because then, once I do that, and you can start studying these degrees and the universities at the same time, now we can lower down the school list to make sure it's the school list that makes sense to this. And then you can throw in a fit. This kid wanted to go to a mid to big size school and stay roughly within the Midwest. Well, now I can use marketing as the benchmark of that and find the schools that fit that profile. They are Indiana, Purdue, Ohio State, UC, Miami, Michigan. Our top three, OSU, UC, Purdue. Good. Done. Easy as that. Really? <laughs> really, honestly. So let's do this for you. Alrighty. Let's jump on in. So go ahead, give me some of your interests. What are some of your likes, dislikes, favorite I, subjects, hobbies, everything? I love to be interactive. Okay. I always thought I wanted to go into psychology too, even before I started working with Dr. Bennett. I've changed so many. I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be, I always want to be like one of those front desk people, mm -hmm. or, I don't know, receptionist, because I just love being interactive. I love organization. Mm. So interactive with people. Yes. Got it. Uh, love organization. Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, I, I'm not very creative, but when I think of like the business and like the marketing side of it, I like I just love like talking to people and like be working with other people. So appreciating the creative and almost corralling. The yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right? But I'm just not like artistically creative. Got it. Appreciating. And working with the creative. Yeah. Very good. Um, one of my best friend's mom uh, works as a nurse assistant mm -hmm. at a plastic surgery office. Mm -hmm. And I had a procedure done like a while ago to like, get a mole removed. And she like took me through a day in the life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this sounds like something I would love to do. Like she loves her job. She just goes in and works with people like does little tiny procedures, but it's nothing like big in the medical field. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like something I would love to do also. And she said she just went and got a four year degree as well. Okay. So gotcha. it wasn't like a lot of school cause I would not do that. Gotcha. So being in and out of school is important for you. Yes. Got it. With something more practical. Uh, four years. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and when I say, and we'll talk about that, what I mean by more practical is not liberal arts heavy. Oh, okay. uh, so liberal arts degree sets tend to be more about just really learning and loving being in that school phase for long yeah. periods of time versus doing something directly practical. Yeah. Okay. So you want to do something more directly practical. Yes, exactly. Right. But really working with people and really like catering to people, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Ooh, this would be fun. Um, yeah, what else? What are some of your favorite subjects? What do you like to learn about? Do uh, could be in a school, or it could be out of school. Um, I play volleyball. Okay, cool. But I have no desire to go play in college. So just more of a hobby for you. Yes. Um, I love fashion. Excellent. Um, really, in school. I enjoy math to an extent. Mm -hmm. I like, that's a good way of putting it, math to yes. an extent. <laughs> yep. Um, not science. Mm. That's like it. Yeah, <laughs> because it's, do you feel, and this is an honest question, mm -hmm. 
in the way that school is done right now, what do you think of it? For you, not for you, what do you not think? Not for me. That's And that's important to know. Because, and this is the beauty of college in its own, which is that we can, college is ultimately customizable. You can make with it whatever you want. You just have to know what the options look like. Again, between 4,500 options, that's in our our love because that means we can craft the right options specifically for you that are not school heavy, that get more to the thing that you want to do. If you don't, that comes like really a daunting task. So that way we can really hone in and find the right school options that fit what you're looking for on that front. So it's more hands-on, more kind of just getting at the exact thing that you want to study and do, or more in the topic. Okay. And less book heavy. Yeah, yeah. This one good now. Um, very good. This is excellent. Um, this is a great start. So let's start at the top. Interacting with people. Tell me a little bit more about that. Um, it's what I do all day, every day. I'm always on FaceTime. I'm always hanging out with my friends. I'm always, during the school day when I'm on my Google Meets, I'm like the only person that turns my microphone on to talk. Gotcha. I just love being interactive. So really... I, it, it almost seems like, yeah, really love being with people, being more in person mm-hmm. as much as you can. Yes. That's, that's super simple and super great. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, tell me about the organization piece. Like, love organizing. Um, when I think of organization, like, for me, I think of, like, planners like I've been working with Dr. Bennett like she told me to get a planner and get all my stuff like down and organized choose a day like if I have an assignment due in a week to choose a day to do it and like work in pieces and like I enjoy that so much I just love to like have everything set out in front of me and um like making an agenda for every single day with like the times like all that just like makes me feel content so you really like having everything in a good structure and making yes. sure it's structured. Yeah. Keeping everything structured. Wonderful. Keeping everything around you structured. Yeah. How are you with keeping, and this has been tough in a COVID year, how are you with keeping people around you structured? What do you think about that and organized? Like within, volleyball is probably the easiest scenario, but like if you're running like um, uh, prom or something along those lines, mm-hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on that? Would that be interesting? Not interesting? Um, see, I get stressed when it would be like in front of like a big event. That's mm-hmm. why I never joined like um, what's it called? Student council mm-hmm. that organizes events. Um, uh, because I'm always afraid that I'm gonna like mess something up for a big group of people. Gotcha. That's like where the stress comes in. So it's a lot of pressure on a one event. Yes. Got it. So that's where you could say like, and you even said like being the person at the front of the desk at the front, of, so that way it's not running a specific event, it's almost running like a little, quality control brand. Little pieces, yeah. Yep. Running like little pieces. I love that as a description. Little parts and pieces. Yep. But being part behind it, that's really making sure something's successful mm-hmm. and being the ambassador for that. Um, appreciate working with pe- uh, working with creatives. And tell me about that, like being in a creative environment with other people and really working in that space. Um, yeah. My sister goes to art school. Mm-hmm. And I just love, like, even just, like, listening to her classes since she's online because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I find that all really interesting. It's just not something that, like, I myself have the talent of doing. 
so I love like the whole art world and like social media and like designing Instagram stories and like my cousins are two of my cousins are in like um, advertising for social media mm-hmm. and they tell me about that and I'm like I would love to do that because it's like the creative side of me that I can do and yeah. I think it's like fun yeah. but then they're also working with other people and like advertising things the wonderful thing too about the social media side is that there's a lot of organization to it like there's creative input and content yeah but it's about being consistent it's about being on brands when you make sure you hit like you know the best times for Instagram and I'm, I'm making this up but these are real <laughs> things where it's like no, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like at 9 a.m. and then 5 p.m. Yes. Right, like those are those are organizational important pieces. Mm-hmm. You can't be posting at 3 in the morning. You're exactly. not going to get this many likes. <laughs> so that makes a big difference. Uh-huh. Um, working with and catering to people is kind of what I put here. Is anything else that you put with that? Um, uh, I like the, just being in a group setting, an environment where... I like working on things with other people instead of just by myself because I feel like I can get more out of things. Yep. More ideas. Mm-hmm. Excellent. More ideas. So really attacking things with multiple minds. Yes. Fantastic. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Anything else you'd list with that? Not really. Um, tell me about fashion. I love it. I love it. I'm online shopping every single day. Excellent. <laughs> um, I don't know. Trends are so exciting for me. It's just something I do on the side. Just like to look at clothes. <laughs> the following trends. Yes. Excellent. Following trends. I imagine following brands as well. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, that's fantastic. Anything else you want to list for that? Let's go mm-hmm. on. I, I like the way you put this map to an extent. So tell me what that means. Um, <laughs> like, for example, geometry, I absolutely hated. Wanted nothing to do with that class. Mm-hmm. But then I got to algebra two and it, I was waiting for that class every single day. I, that type of math I could do forever. Logic, linear math. Not math that's like ge- geometric. It's like yeah. you can meet multiple answers to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Algebra 2, and I'm glad you said Algebra 2, because Algebra 2 is when algebra becomes more practical, more realistic. It's when you put in the word problems, you can mm-hmm. actually solve real things with them. Yes. Right? Is that what you're yep. describing? Yep. And then I feel like I can, like the class I'm taking is like actually doing something that I'll be able to work with in the rest of my life, which I feel like biology, when am I going to be using that in my adulthood? Yep. So, yeah, and like in pre-calc, when there's like triangles and stuff, that stuff I don't like. But then when it's the algebra, I enjoy it. Yeah, I love that. Solving real problems. And that's what you're, that's where I imagine you're, I would say, it's not a challenge with school. It's more of an irritating part, probably. Because it's like, to your point about bio, you're not going to, where am I going to use that part again? Mm -hmm. But the stuff that you're finding that's realistic that you can use, absolutely all day. Yep. Totally. This is wonderful. This paints a great picture. Perfect. Anything else you want to toss here? No. This is really good, Megan. Okay. This is really good. <laughs> Excellent job. Uh, so let's go through these five technical, business, liberal art, health, education, and go ahead and cross out everything you know that's not you. Uh, technical? No. Yeah, I would say that's absolutely the case. Uh, liberal arts? Yeah. No. <laughs> health, maybe. Okay. Education, we, no. Yeah, I would definitely say so. 
We can, because that's K through 12. It's, that's not, yeah. Let's break health apart, because I think health, we can, we can actually give it into sub, subcategories. Mm-hmm. The first one I'm going to affectionately call the blood and guts category. That is frontline medicine. That's being a doctor, a nurse, and a child. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Like, that doesn't even sound like you. Uh, the next, though, is still heavy patient care, but it's outpatient. This is a lot more relaxed. This is a lot more scheduled appointments. Yes. Yeah. You're not digging into the body. You're working on it. Yeah. That's what I would love to do. Yeah. Uh, the third is the research area of like health and medicine. No. Yep. See that's the case. And then the last one is the business end, which is like healthcare and hospital administration all the way into public health. Maybe. There's some touches in there. It's I don't see it as stronghold as this. Yeah. I'd definitely say outpatient. But I would say it's, it's one of those things, let's... Let's investigate it and study it so you can see it and possibly vet it versus not seeing it at all. Yeah, I agree. So we know we got some pieces here. I mean, business is heavy, you. Yeah. Without question. This is nothing. Mm. Now, we will, and this one though, this kind of border here, and I'll tell you, there's a lot of stuff coming out of the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. And I say this because these are very linear mathematics, accounting, and finance, but they're too boring by themselves. You, they bore you to tears. Yeah. This centerpiece though, that's going to be interesting. Okay. Can you say what the centerpiece is? Oh, yes. You're right. I'm sorry. I got The centerpiece being operations, logistics. Yeah. That's a, Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Bennett. That's a good point. So now what we're going to do is take your interests and start merging it with these career fields that really sound more like you and come out with some jobs and majors that we could start with. Okay. This is going to be really fun because this is, this is actually a really fun list. And we're going to start right here. In... And you're going to see this list of majors and jobs. I'm going to do this in a form of majors and then minors that are great influences with those. Because minors are, there's big differences between those. Majors are skill sets. Minors are how you influence degrees. So I'm not really sure what a minor is. We'll talk about okay. that. We'll talk. Minor is just actually a smaller set of classes. So like when you major in something, that's saying I'm taking all these classes that are dedicated towards one thing. Towards like one to thing getting like, the major. To getting the major. Okay. A minor is are just a small few set of classes that says I've I've done more classes in this topic than just the generic use, so I can uh, actually declare. Okay. Okay. So it's almost like a main course and a side dish. I got you. Is the best way of describing it. Starting in this business category, without question, we're going to be looking at marketing, mm-hmm. because here's the thing: marketing can be heavily creative or it can be heavily analytical. Great example, like OSU's marketing program is actually more influenced because it's called marketing logistics. It's more heavily influenced by stats and numbers mm-hmm. than it is by just being creative. So good example, like when you think of the marketing realm, there are three angles to this. So if I wrote marketing here on the board and I circled it, the top part of this is statistics, understanding your market, okay. understanding the place you're going. Uh, a great way of thinking about this is Starbucks. Every Starbucks on the planet looks exactly the same, right? Because the numbers prove that that design and that function work. Ah, I see. Then you have the design side of marketing, which is where you're getting more into that creative side of things, which is what you really appreciate. Mm-hmm. But to your point, it's not exactly your strength. Yes. But you appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And then you have a last side of this, which is communication, which we're going to dive into very much next. Mm-hmm. Communication in this whole wheel between stats design and, and com, marketing is at the center of it. Marketing is the management of all these pieces. You actually like the management piece, the organizational piece. Yes. That's what I want to extract in marketing. Okay. So in the case of the Starbucks, somebody designs the Starbucks to see what it looks like. These people prove that the concept works. 
the communication side, which is what we're going to hit next, which is communication, those folks tell everybody all about it. That's when you get into public relations. That's when you get into advertising. That's when you get into social media. That is literally the job of communication. It's to communicate to the outside world about what this brand and what this feel actually is. Okay. So it is being that voice of the cause, of the organization. Yeah. That is you for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so without question. And then there are multiple versions of communication because communication by itself is not strong. But when you specialize, it's something wholly different. There's okay. three specialties that are kind of more down your alley. And we'll have to, we'll honestly have to dive into them. But it's organizational communication. One is called strategic and another is called new media, which is a little bit more social media unique okay. by nature. But those are the three that really fit your phone. Marketing communication are definitely your strongest suits. Um, in that same vein, I do like, honestly, operations management for you as well. Kind of a little dry, so I don't know if you'll find it as interesting and exciting as these, but from your organizational standpoint, this will give you the build ability to really corral and put everybody into proper use. Imagine if you have an organization, a company, a brand, and you really want to make sure that everybody's working the best of their ability, no yeah. matter where they are, kind of being that central hub of people. That's what that really is. And actually, truthfully, there's one other interesting one that I kind of want you to study because you really love people. It's actually skewing a little this direction. It's human resources. My dad, that's funny. I was talking to my dad about human resources the other day because he's always on like calls with his human resources person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, her job sounds amazing. Yeah. Like just hearing what she does in a day, like explaining to my dad, I'm like, wow, that kind of sounds fun. Yeah, because it's really, <laughs> you are that central hub for people within yeah. a company organization. They come to you for everything. And being that, that central hub, it sounds like that's absolutely what you want to do. So this is more of like brand identity establishment and managing those. This is more on the people side of running people every day. Okay. I really like those. Getting into the allied health fields, or again, the outpatient setting, that's when we actually want to get into the, it's called the allied health fields. These are really interesting and why I really like them for you. And there's like seven different disciplines in here from like radiological sciences to, which is like running sonography with babies and then all these other things. The beauty of them, and again, there's seven things in here. you got to study them all and see what you think of them. Mm -hmm. You think of most degrees as like four years in a classroom learning a topic. These are like two years worth of classwork and two years worth of clinical work where you're actively learning the degree by working with your by hands. Doing yeah, by right. doing it. So it's, that's where we're describing like the differences between not school in the way that you like it. Let's adapt it and put it to more exactly. natural, yeah. practical front. That in the outpatient category in health is how you do it. Okay. At the undergraduate level, so you're not in there longer than four years. Which is nice. Because all <laughs> these are board certified. They're ready to go the moment you walk out. Nice. So I love those for you. Minors. Ooh, this is where this is going to be really fun. Again, minors are how you start influencing degrees and spinning them in different directions. This is where we're going to start with. I'm going to start with the one I, I really like, and then we're going to start with one you really enjoy. But the first one I love for you is hospitality management. This is how do you run restaurants, hotels, luxury, leisure things, anything like that. You can even think of it as like catering or events or anything like that. Yeah. How do you run concert venues? This is the specific title for that industry. That, along with fashion and retail merchandising. I love fashion and retail merchandising for you. This is not saying that you're going to be a designer, this is saying you're working in the world of fashion. Mm -hmm. 
the nice thing about these, and this is where people really mess up, is that they think, if I want to go work in fashion, I have to be a fashion designer. Well, that's like playing pro basketball. Like, that's really... Really, yeah. Slim chances. Exactly. Go big. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, it's still an industry mm-hmm. as a whole, and it requires a lot of different jobs within that industry. This is in concept of why I treat these as minors. Um, a similar area is like, I'll have a lot of students that'll say, I want to go study international business. Truth is, that's a terrible degree. I'll tell you why. Because it's not a skill set. Okay. A skill set is marketing, communication, operations, human resources. Those are skill sets. Mm-hmm. So you major in a skill set and then you minor in international business. That's saying I'm taking fashion, I'm sorry, I'm taking marketing internationally. I'm taking communication internationally. I see what you're saying. Okay. That way fashion or uh, uh, international business just becomes an industry-specific term. You can replace that with anything. You replace it with sports management, yep. say I want to work in sports. Replace it with fashion retail merchandise, say I want to work in world fashion. So I'm taking marketing to fashion. I'm taking communication work. That way, honestly, in a good economy, this works perfectly. You can line these up and take them anywhere. In a bad economy, you can drop that, that industry-specific term off and go do any of these skill sets anywhere you want. Yeah. Make sense? Yep. So I love these as minors for you. Um, and this is honestly, I'd even put in for another minor is an area called visual communication design. This is a getting a little bit more artsy, but this is how you actually do full-fledged branding work, like from two-bed logo to three-dimensional store builds to make sure the brand matches. Um, I always think of like Apple. You can look at their website, and look at their computers and their phones and look at their store. They all look and feel the same. Mm-hmm. That's brand identity okay. and how it's being done. That's literally held in the visual communication side of the field. Okay. It's really pretty creative. I think that that's why I want it for a minor for you potentially. Yeah. So that way you can at least appreciate it, but not have to dive into it. Yeah, I agree. This is where I see you. What do you think? That's crazy that you can just do that. Like, I would never have thought of those things. <laughs> My mom's always like, just go to business. And I'm like, I don't know what's in business. That's the problem, yeah. right? Is that this business category is like 40 different fields. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's no way you can be able to break that. Yeah. <laughs> we, these are where you need to start in business. Because, like, there's no way you're going to be an accountant. There's no way you're going to be like a tech ops person. Like that's not the case. We got to find, especially in ops in these programs and schools that actively do this more in a social front because this is social media right here. But if you go to a school that doesn't have that incorporated into it, we got a problem. Yeah, because then I don't even have the option to see if I want it. Exactly. Like Miami is a good example where Miami Farmer is a great school, but their program isn't really built on a platform for social media stuff and this stuff. In fact, they're not very good at communication itself. There's this more kind of staunch accounting bill. You wouldn't really enjoy it. It'd be a problem. Like, you'd actually be bored to tears with it. Versus, like, in communication at OU, merged with Scripps School of, of Journalism, everything they do is, like, literally about communicating to the outside world. That's a very different setup. Yeah. Okay. That's where we step in, and we got to help you sort through that. Yeah, and see what schools do that instead of the other. Okay, I see. And start sorting through and see what these majors look like, especially with stuff like hospitality and fashion retail merchandising. Those are going to be really fun to study. <laughs> because, again, they, 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 those are fields that you can really tie into industries. And this is actually a fun, fun uh, anecdote. The hospitality management programs. Guess where the best one is in the country? Not Ohio. Nope. UNLV. University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Why would that be? Because everything they do in Vegas is hospitality management. That's true. I didn't even think of that. Everything that happens in Vegas in Vegas is exactly that. So they do the greatest job of placing students into jobs and internships 
in that respective area. They merge it with other degrees, and bada bing, you have a really dynamic, interesting degree set that's really not just a staunch go-to-school setup. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's really what we want to do here, is really match up with those. Yeah. Nice. Megan, that's awesome. You know you were talking about wanting to live somewhere that is warm, too. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> And that's one of the pieces of making sure you're comfortable where you are. That's yeah. why this is actually kind of a lot like buying a house, really. Yeah, you have to put all the little different aspects into it, and then. And we got to find the right ones. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's how we do it here. That's okay. literally how we do it here. Perfect. One of the things that I is kind of reverberating with me that you said, Megan, is I, re- and I don't think you said it just like this, but I know what you this was my inference of what you said is you really want to do something that you love. You want to love, you know, your work, I'll call it work, but it's more than that for you. It sounds like exactly, which is, I feel like as a parent, I would want for my kids. So I'm glad that you're thinking so deeply about this. Yeah, I definitely don't want to dread going to work every day. I want to do something that I enjoy. Absolutely. And that's the, that's why this starts on the career development side so heavily. That's why when I look at these things, this career and the academic side of this, that's honestly 80% of figuring out college. Because if we can figure out what you want to do and what you really want to really want to get into, then we just map it backwards. Much like the UNLV example, find the schools that do that really well in the style and the way that you feel best about it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just some boring, dreadful existence of going off to college and going into a job. No, this can be really exciting because then you can actually line up the career, your interests, Find a school that makes that best in the fit categories you want. Man, this actually becomes really awesome. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Excellent. So, Aaron, what are the next steps then as a junior? I mean, Megan is, you know, at the threshold. Yeah. So we like to start with you, honestly, right away. We like to start with our kids really um, as as early into the junior as possible. There are a lot of things. In fact, there's a whole planning timeline that kind of goes into this from helping you find the schools that do this best to, well, honing your interests and figuring out what that looks like and then having you study those schools and programs and then really getting it down to like five to seven that are like, okay, these are the schools I really need to be hitting. Not because just we arrived at it by a name, but because we arrived at it by a program and programs that you're interested in. I really want you to start studying and seeing what these look like. And we use the universities as the method of doing so. Okay. If I can have you study the University of Miami, Florida, UNLV, and Drexel in Philadelphia, you'll know a heck of a lot between fashion, retail, merchandising, and hospitality management and how these fields align up with that. And then you'll find schools that actively work best for you in that regard. That's really what we want to be able to do. We do that. Then we start going through the application process and making sure we're applying to all the schools mm-hmm. and getting you through every aspect of that. We even help you with your essay writing because awesome. essay writing is massively important today. So we have a fully devoted writing center here. So uh, that way you're actually, they were all hired out of writing centers for universities and out of admissions departments. So they know how you're supposed to formulate the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, get you through the application process so we were done by the early action deadlines. Because early, early is the name of this game. Yeah. Early admissions, early the money, everything. We should be done and wrapped up with this by about October 14th. Wow. So that way we can start hearing back from schools around Christmas. You, you'll actually start getting scholarship offers around Martin Luther King Day. And then we go back and forth and negotiate with the schools on getting better pricing for you and your family. Do all that, sign down a line by May 1 of next year on the school you like the most, and we're set. Wow. And that's how this works with us. Wow. 
and you work one-on-one -on -one with an advisor throughout the entirety of this. Okay. Much like when you when we buy homes, you work with a realtor that's yeah. just yours. Same setup here. Okay. You're working with an advisor that's really just for you. And you actually, we like for you to meet with that person, especially now in the junior year, about once every week to two weeks, Okay. pretty much. Um, and the nice thing is they're all like 24 to 28. They're all young. young yeah. <laughs> and because truthfully, I'm going to really say something very obvious, but Megan, you guys as teenagers work with them better. Yeah. <laughs> so makes it really fun. Um, and with our location in Powell and Bexley and UA, we've got folks everywhere that are more Awesome. Online. So yeah. That's how it works, and that's really how we get you started. That sounds really cool. Yep. Awesome. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you, Megan. Yeah, of course. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us again, Dr. Bennett. Before we wrap things up, have you checked out our bookstore for Beehive Press? Beehive Press is an imprint of Mindful Literacy Columbus, and it publishes books by kids for kids. Book sale proceeds go toward our scholarship funds. We have nearly a dozen graphic novels and chapter books available. Check out our bookstore at mindfulliteracypractice.org forward slash bookstore forward slash. Thank you for listening to the Mindful Literacy Podcast. May you be inspired and energized and share this love with those in your care. We are so grateful to have you as part of our community. If you are enjoying the content in this podcast, please share with your friends and colleagues, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Please also take a moment to connect with us on Facebook, mindful.literacy.columbus, and on Instagram at mindful.literacy.cbus. We want to hear from you. What topics do you want us to cover next? Who is doing amazing things in the field of education that we should be talking to in season four? Until next time, may you be happy, healthy, and at peace.